Hey everyone, Dave and Jeff doing our second podcast of the week, a day after the All-Star Game. Traditionally, this is supposed to be the most boring day in sports. Well, it is if you're boring. <laughs> Are you talking to me? Are you talking to the people on the radio, you asshole? I'm just saying, everybody that I see... I'm just saying the way you look crying. at me. I don't like no! It. saying all the people crying, it's what you get paid to do. Yeah. You get paid to make a little magic today. It's not that tough to come in and do radio the day after the Super Bowl, shithead. <laughs> And if you don't want to do it, that's yeah, when you call out. Elston. That's what God you say. Goddamn, exactly. I need a personal day. Call Elston. Get Elston in here. Fuck, he can bring the scarf. God, let's go. <laughs> Run it. <laughs> tell you what, that kid comes prepared. He comes ready to work. I, I, I tell you what, you go to that card one too many times, and they may be saying, hey, call you to fill in for Elston. Yes. That's <laughs> That's the way it goes. Yeah, funny, Dave. I'm yeah. driving down here tonight, and I'm bouncing around to because everybody's off. There's no games tonight. And remember when national radio at night used to be really good? Like when a national radio gig meant something. So I wonder if it was good or we just thought it was good. I think it used to be pretty good. Now, so I thought it was, too. I mean, you you had talent. Man, I was listening tonight to shows just bouncing around on what's on the different stations. Yeah. And they're just so bad. Like, it's just so boring. What do you jump around to? I'm curious to know. I hit all three sports stations. What are the seventh, three? What do you consider the three? Uh, Well, actually, I even went to 1360 okay. today. So I started with 710. They were carrying LAFC soccer. Really? Yeah. I didn't even know they did that. Which I get for the LA market. Yeah. The team's huge. Is Mason a part owner of that team? No idea. Okay. I don't, I don't know. Um, but then I went to 1360, and they had NBC Sports Radio on. Did they get away from Fox? Because they were running the All-Star game. They were running yeah. Home Run Derby. Or do they have the benefit for the time being of just cherry-picking whatever they want? I don't know how it works. I know they had the All-Star game, I think, last night. If I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, Home they, Run Derby okay, on Monday. Okay, they, they so they had that. But I remember when you and I were there, they used to run NBC Radio with like Rodney Harrison, and then they run Mike uh, Florio, who's NBC Radio. Yeah. And so I, I'm not sure how it works. It used to be that you were designated usually to one. Like if you were an ESPN, yeah. you had ESPN, you had Fox, you had Fox. And then uh, CBS Sports Radio was on 97.3. See, with these apps, I listen to everything. Like, I jump around. Yeah. I, I find myself going, okay, there's no reason to be bored with any of the local shows if I'm bored. Not saying they're always boring. Just saying there are times where I'm like, just like you said, they half-ass the day. Well, And you go, okay, where am I going to go? And then I'll do the 710, I'll do the 570, mm -hmm. I'll go to CBS National, all that shit. I think CBS National Radio could be a lot better. Oh, yeah. All of them. That's why, going back to what Scott Kaplan said on Sunday, and what a show that was, when on Monday, social media, coming off a weekend where you had the U.S. Women's National Team, you had Kawhi, you had the All-Star Game in the Home Run Derby. Paul George. Paul George. Everything going on. A lot of what I saw on social media circled back to what Kaplan had talked about right here in regards to relaunching 1090. And we can talk about what you heard and what Scott has said since then. But the one thing that he said that I really liked was the idea of staying live and local at night and finding an opportunity for some new voices, cultivating new talent, finding 
guys out there that would be capable of doing whether it was a two-hour show or a three-hour show. And I think that's great because if you could find somebody to come in and fill that spot tonight on yeah. a new 1090 where they were talking about Syndergaard or talking about whatever else the case may be, they could be talking, like Scott said, anything from Santa Barbara South, I think it'd be a lot more enjoyable than what's currently out there. I agree with that. It's it's funny because I listened to... It, 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 I remember when you and I, there are mistakes that we made when we were in radio, and you don't want to hear it with somebody criticizing anything you're doing. But we started at night, and we mm-hmm. had a great time doing shows at night. You get a different audience of people at night than you do, obviously, drive time morning or drive time afternoon. The, night, the guys at night... I'd say they're they're strange. They're just a little bit different. Oh, you know? they're completely strange. I mean, we got guys that called from prison. Yeah, you know, we had a bunch of truck drivers, of course, and you have those guys that do their thing. You listen to Ben Maller. That's his whole audience. It's just a bunch of whack jobs across the country that call in the middle of the night. But as you said, you, you're cultivating new people. The one thing we used to get criticized for was inside jokes. You know, do you remember that? Oh, that yeah. nobody knows what you're talking about. You're talking about things that only you guys can see in the building or this and that. And we'd get criticized, and they they were right. You know, no one wants to say, "Hey, you know, basically shut the fuck up." Nobody understands, so move on. But you 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 don't want to hear that. But when I listen to uh, almost every station, not mm-hmm. San Diego stations, but the LA stations too, they fall into their comfortable grooves. Mm-hmm. And so if you give it a shot the first time to listen and go, I wonder if there's anything here worth listening to. They're going, I don't I don't get the game. I don't understand yeah. what they're fucking talking about. I don't understand the inside jokes. It's hard to jump into the room when everyone else knows each other, and I don't know anybody. You know, I hope I, I hope two things happen if he relaunches 1090. This would be my hope for 1090. Number one, cut the fucking bullshit with the board op having a voice and the producer having a voice. If their voice matters, put them on at fucking night. Otherwise, shut up. This idea that we're, hey, we're all so silly and we're all friends. God, it couldn't be more fingernail down the chalkboard to me. This is the other thing that I would like to see. If it's good enough for Howard Stern, if it's good enough for Mike Francesa and other shows around the country, let the fucking callers participate again. I'm with this, you. I like the callers idea participating. That San Diego all of a sudden took this attitude that their sports radio is so good that, hey, we don't need you. It's sports talk radio, it's opinion. When we had that show at KFMB, one of the things that I loved was we had Pete in Point Loma. That would come on and go crazy. We had the mayor. God damn it. <laughs> Gave the great Diana Nyat. How is she not up for an SB? You're going to tell me you're going to show Kelly Lynch and Bobby Witt Jr. Who? <laughs> I love you. Dave, do you have any movie tickets so I can take my nephews to see Barbarella? We had the mayor, we had Vera, yep. we had Marcus and Poway, who was the kid, and you had people that were personalities. Yes. And what I would say was, tell the host, listen, the Kevin and LaMesas that wear people out, bring them on, but don't bring them on every day. Find a way to circulate it through and let those voices be heard again. Stern made... When you hear, if you're a Stern fan and Bobo calls in or any of the people that have called in through the years, that is the best to have ever done it. 
So if it's good enough for him, why the fuck isn't it good enough for the coaches show? I think, honestly, ESPN changed it. ESPN was the first ones not to take calls, and that was it. And they thought, well, if ESPN does it this way, this is the way yeah. it will go. I tell you what, I used to say to Steve Hartman when you and I worked with him at 1360, mm-hmm. and we listened to the Cannons when Chet was there and all that right. stuff. I'd ask him about his callers. First thing, I go, "What's Boston Donna right. doing?" Or what's you know? And we'd go through the list of the guys that were part of the show. Right. And I've been with Steve when we walk down the street, and Steve people ask him the same questions I just asked. And, and it's part of the show, and that's what Stern has done, and that's obviously you remember what Blind Eric. I, I, sorry, I, Dave, I, to interrupt. Do you I remember it. Blind Eric from L.A.? Yes, I do. That rode yeah. the bus everywhere yeah, and would call. Guy. Where's Blind Eric? Fuck. Like, <laughs> God dang, I've thought of that in years. Blind Eric used to call on every station we're ever on. Yeah. I always tracked us down. Found us a bunch of those guys. Yeah. And look, that's where you find a producer. Like, hey, I'm sorry that we're going to take your microphone away from you. Uh, but here's your here's your job. When that phone rings, figure out who it is. What do they have to say? Can they make a contribution? And can they get to the point quickly? That's your job. So I did for five years for Hank and Kevin. I'm sure every other guy that's produced. I guarantee you, uh, anybody who produced for Kaplan when uh, Caswell didn't really do that, but you get the point. Like, and that's not a shot at Marty. I'm just saying. Other producers, that's your role. Keep the show moving. Look for interesting voices to change it up and give you new content that you can bring back. But I, I think 1090, honestly, could get calls whenever they wanted them. I don't think right. 1360 can. I just don't believe they can. When I listen to uh, 1360 play games, it seems like they can never. Caller one. They can never get a second caller to, play, to participate in the in the game when you need two callers to go against each other. And then they don't know the host names. It sounds so bad. That if I was the PD, I would say, all right, we aren't bringing anybody on because yeah. you, obviously you don't have a big enough audience. 1090 obviously could do it. Yeah. But it's like you played the same game for three years, and yet the audience doesn't know how to play the game. The same time, same game every right. day. Right. And they don't know how to play the game, and they don't know the host names. Uh, Elston said something to me years ago, and I kind of blew it off, but I completely get where he's coming from right now. We used to do FUs of the day every day at 745 in the morning. And Craig would say, you know, man, I wish you would change that up because he said my commute runs from 740 until 8 o'clock. And I'd love, he goes, I dig it, but I'd like to hear something else. Like, I'd like to hear that two days. And and you go, hey, it's a staple. That's where it's got to go. But I think Craig was exactly right. Because if you drive around and people have staple bits to take place at every time and it happens to fall during your commute, yeah, you may stick around a couple of times, but more often than not, you're like, ah, shit, I'll come back. What's this bit run? Six, seven minutes? Okay, I'll come back to it. But if it runs, keep it fresh. And I remember when Craig said, I was like, ah, man, we got to do it every day at 745. No, I think he's right. Change it up. And then let the guy who's in the car at 815, let the guy who's in the car at 645 hear it. Give yeah, different I things to I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know what the answer, to be honest with you, that one is. The one I just I told you what the answer is. Yeah, well, what's Craig fucking doing? He's looking for a goddamn he's job, and he's been looking for 20 fucking years. You better. Maybe he's not the smartest guy. I'll Maybe you should start listening to Sam Bass. I'll tell you what I said to Costa and to Woods tonight. I was talking I to it. Woods. Yeah. I, I called Woods yesterday, and I go, these fucking little video clips that we send everybody, these memes. Yeah. I said to him, I don't know why the one of Will Ferrell telling you, watch your mouth, strikes me so funny. 
but I just tonight I just sent it to Woods. He hadn't done anything all day. I was like, hey, I'm just reminding you. I sent from the Dave and Jeff podcast. <laughs> Watch your mouth. <laughs> and then I sent it to Costa too. But yeah, I'll tell you the same thing. Watch your fucking mouth okay. when it comes to Craig. Here's my here's my argument why I think Craig's wrong. That damn War of the Roses. They run at the same time every fucking day. Yeah. Well, how many who listens do shit. to it? Have you seen Somebody's listening to that shit. Have you seen where they live? They got this big goddamn ranch in Poway with 8,000 horses. Mm. Who's paying for that shit? The fucking War of the Roses. Yeah, they have a very successful eBay business that pays the bills. <laughs> Is that right? What do they sell on there? Spoons. Old DVDs. <laughs> George Washington wigs. All the rush hours on DVD. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I know what he, I agree with Craig. Oh I think gosh. when he said it, I, I kind of shrugged it off. But now when you're moving through, but I don't give a shit. I don't give it. 97 you write to your, do whatever the fuck they want. When you write your final book, are you going to write it that Craig was your mentor? Uh, you know what? I'd say this. If anybody asks, Craig Elston is as prepared as any dude I've ever seen do a show. I never said he wasn't. Well, it felt I'm like you saying. were getting at it. I'm just saying. Felt like you were hinting at it. I'm yeah, just saying. Your the guy wears a scarf and it's fucking 80,000 degrees outside. Hey, you know who else does that? John fucking Voight. <laughs> yeah, how's it worked out for him? His damn daughter won't even talk to him. Oh, that bitch. <laughs> You're going to badmouth Mickey Donovan on this show. <laughs> I'll, I'll remind you, watch your mouth. <laughs> um, I've watched I've watched two videos a thousand times over the last three days my new favorite follow it used to be Padres Twitter and I know all of you are yelling at me oh you better watch your mouth yeah I still love Padres Twitter but goddamn Rex Chapman between Rex Chapman and 30 second fights yes I swear to God blocker charge I can watch all day me too. long and these 30-second fights that are posted, there's a video today, Barstool got a hold of it, everybody posted it, of this dude, I just showed Dave, Dave hadn't seen it, of a guy about five feet tall, literally, actually about five feet tall, losing his mind at a bagel shop in New Jersey. And the video joins, and he is screaming at a woman behind him that he's sick and tired of being disrespected on dating sites because he's only five feet tall. <laughs> and the woman in the bagel shop says, nobody here said anything to you. And a guy goes, hey, calm down. And he immediately gets right in that guy's face. Hey, you're not my, you're not God. You're not my dad and you're not my boss. Do you want to take it outside? At which point another guy jumps in and yells, hey, shut up. And he looks at this guy, he points up at him, and he goes, you can shut up too. <laughs> what are you going to do, attack me? And the next thing you know, the big guy takes the little guy and slams him into the ground. It's the greatest video I've ever seen. Followed by the video that came out, or the tweet that came out about an hour after the video posted by the owner of the bagel shop. Yeah. And the owner of the bagel shop said, hey, just wanted to let you know, Everybody in the video is fine. If you come into the shop and mention that you saw it, we'll give you one free mini bagel <laughs> as a complete shot at the little guy. We'll give you a mini bagel. 
That's the first video I've watched a thousand times. Yes. The other video that I've watched a thousand times is the video of the family fight at Disneyland. The family fight. I didn't see that one yet. Dave, it's about six. It's a black family. Yeah. There's two guys. There's two women. But there's one part of it that I'm completely embarrassed to admit that I've laughed at. They're all fighting. It's terrible because there's a little girl crying, and I hate that part of it, right? She's at Disneyland. Should be a great day for her instead of it's a terrible day. But there's a grandmother on a motorized scooter. Okay. And as guys are swinging at each other and women are getting hit, grandma drives right into the middle of the scuffle on her motorized scooter. (laughs) Just trying to break it up? She slowly exits the scooter and stands up at which punch at which point two big looping punches go right over her head and next thing you know grandma's down at disneyland and i swear to god for about 15 seconds it looks like she's dead no oh boy until her one leg moves a little bit <laughs> but she didn't get hit she didn't get hit it just scared her but the trauma of it all took her out <laughs> When, when she goes down, does everybody stop fighting? Like fucking timber. She just falls. She just falls like a Christmas tree. Boom. Bring her home, put her in the corner, and wrap some lights on her. <laughs> Police Navidad. Police <laughs> Navidad. Yeah. Shit. She just drops. And the crazy shit is, let me ask you. Yeah. If you're at Disneyland and guys are swinging and hitting women... Like, and the women take the punches and yeah. just keep coming. Like, fuck Ronda Rousey. <laughs> These two ladies that are in this fight at Disneyland are the toughest chicks in America. They get hit twice, and they're just like, oh, what'd you do? If you're at Disneyland and these families start fighting, yeah. the little kid's crying, grandma goes down like a, like a fucking California Redwood. Are you just sitting around? Are you filming... <laughs> Are you chop blocking the guy behind the knee? Are you calling nine one one? What are you doing in all this? See, I never think. Ah, oh, fuck. I'm, I'm calling. I don't know what the fuck what I'm doing. In the old days, I would jump in. You know what right. I mean? You try and stop it. Now I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm calling. I think I'm just watching. I, you know, I do regret that I'm not fast to pull my phone out and film things. Yeah. Like the shit that happens, and you go, like, fuck, yeah. I should have filmed that. Yeah, people are really good at that Really, game. Like, dude, you know how long it takes me to get to my camera and then to yeah. find the video record part? It would be over by the time I got it done. The person who f- uh, filmed this little fucking big mouth twerp at uh, <laughs> at the bagel shop. Yeah. God, I, I, I would never think to do that. I'd just be sitting there listening to that little shithead. <laughs> and now they captured it. It's got to have close to a million views by tonight. Yeah. At least a couple hundred thousand. Maybe it's not at a million. It's the funniest shit ever when this guy is running his mouth and then just gets slammed to the ground. <laughs> and if you do what I did today at about 5.15, yeah. if you're watching it, you can freeze frame it when the big guy grabs him by the collar and you just see sheer terror in his eyes. And I laughed. Ah! <laughs> 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 do you follow Barry McCockner? Oh, my God, dude. Yes. Dude, it cracks me up how many people fall for shit. Right. Well, I, he changes it. He yeah. changes to Woj yeah. or Schefter. I mean, you really do have to look He's at awesome. it. He's awesome. 
you really have to look at it. Here's the one he put out the other day, which makes me laugh. Right. On the because on people freak out. Right. The Los Angeles Clippers will wear DS patches on their jerseys for the upcoming season <laughs> and honor former team owner Donald Sterling. Sterling has been in poor health recently. Classy move by Steve Ballmer. <laughs> and people lose their shit. Uh, that's what I'm saying, man. The guy sells like his own t-shirts. It cracks me up. Yeah. Like, and he just writes tough scene. Or, and he always writes to President Trump. Yeah. And says, oh, my nephew died yesterday from smoking weed. You know? You <laughs> yeah. Bear down, you know? You do fight the good fight. Just everything. Like, shit that's not true. And it's so freaking funny how people react. I and see. So you, anyway, at one point, one point uh, 150,000 people like that tweet right there from just the Donald Sterling one. And then people freak out, have to respond. But he gets people all the time. The Woj shit, it's great. Yeah. God dang. Because you're looking for Woj nonstop. And you're like, oh shit, Woj has something. They're so, dude, those dudes are so goddamn funny. Yeah. Like, they're really, really good. Sometimes social media just kind of wears you out, right? Yeah. Like, it just wears you out. There's so many goddamn funny people on there. I said it two weeks ago. The shit that kills me every goddamn time I laugh out loud is John Heyman will write some bullshit note, right? Hey, Jacob deGrom felt good. Threw 65 pitches on the side. He'll be ready to go on Monday. Yeah. And miserable Padre fan will write every time. Thanks, John. <laughs> and I'm like, it'll sit there. And I don't know if 50 people like it. All yeah. I know is I click like every goddamn time. And John Heyman's never looking at it. Yeah. But I look at it. I appreciate the humor in that. You got some good shit out there. All right. So speaking of Twitter, I want to play a game with you. All right. I, I got my computer up right now. Jeff doesn't have a computer in front of me. Oh, him. I like this. <clears throat> we talk about guys all the time and egos and you're like, Jesus, let's get in check here for a little bit. Mm -hmm. So you talk about tweets. Yeah. I want to play the game with you on how many tweets you think different guys that you oh, know sent out. Oh, shit. I okay. like this. Okay. Let's start with your buddy, Stevie Woods. How many times has Stevie Woods written a tweet? Does it show how long he's been on Twitter? He's probably, Woods was probably a guy that jumped in early. Um, Yeah, he probably has. I don't see how long he's been on Twitter. Does it show? I can't find it. No, it says he joined in 2012. Okay, 2012, seven years. Radio guy, he was always active on it. Yeah. I'm going to say that Steve Woods has written 40,000 tweets. Dude, that's a really good guess. 41,300. Hey, hey, I win both showcases. That's fucking a lot, though. That's a lot of it's goddamn. It's crazy, right? That's a lot of goddamn tweets. But I, I know we're really high, too. Okay, that's a good question. How many tweets do you think I've sent out? Because, fuck, I, I always think I, I'm on here too much. Yeah. I got to look uh, it up. All right. Uh, Dave Palais. And I joined in 2011. So you've been there for a year longer yep. than Woods. You're pretty active on there. Yeah, I think I am. Uh, but I'm going to say you're less than Woods. I'm going to put you at 37,000 tweets. 16,100. 16. That's it. So fucking Woods has beat you by 25,000. <laughs> Dude, it's crazy. Wow. It? Okay. Okay, let's go to you. How many let's go do you to me. How many do you think you've sent out? I feel like I've seen this number before. I Real think I'm around 28. No, you aren't. You're at 22,400, and you joined in 2010. See, if you would have told me our number first, and then I would have said, God, you and I are insane. Like, we need to spend more time with the family. Right. 
<laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Dude, what the fuck are we doing? That's right. ridiculous. Dude, we're low. Let's go to leisure. Okay. <laughs> How many's leisure got? Oh, my God, dude. This fucking guy, dude. What do you want to guess? Well, how long has he been on there? I don't know how long he's been there. Joined last year. No, he joined in October 2015. God. Not that long. Only four years. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to put leisure. I'm going to put leisure at 8,000. 18,200. Wow. Guys, more than me. Wow. It's like we have to do it usually wherever we are for a living. It's part of our job description. This fucking guy's 2,000 more than me. <laughs> Awesome. Um, let's go to H.J. Preller. Okay. I want to see if H.J. Preller's higher than fucking Woods. Really? Okay, let's see. Because he's been there for a long time. Oh, but remember they shut down oh, they his did. account. Since he joined in January 2018. Oh, yeah. Still. Because he was Padres Jagoff. Yes, still. So since 2018, how many has he sent? Yes. When he's not fucking working for the... Uh... 15,000? 19,500. God still, damn. Still more than me. And that's in one year. Yeah. His shit's funny. Dude, that's crazy, man. His shit's funny. You got any other local San Diego media guys you're curious about? Let's go. Uh, nah, just some people that we. People, let's go to Geekster. Oh, shit. Okay. I'd say Geekster's low. I'm going to go before I even look at it. Okay. I'm going to say Geekster is like 2,500. Oh, no way. She's over five grand at least. You think so? Yeah. Geekster joined in 2012. Oh, God, she might be. I'm going to put her at, uh, yeah, because she's active and people love her. She is active. Uh, and they should. I'm going to put her at 12 grand. Pretty good. 13,800. Yeah. Close to me again. Yeah. It's fucking nuts. Uh, one thing on Geekster. Yeah. Funniest goddamn tweet came from our guy, Brandon. By the way, happy Pride weekend to everybody in San Diego. And Brandon, who's coming down from L.A. for Pride. Sent me the funniest tweet that he can get away with. And he goes, God damn, I love Dave and Jeff pandering to the homos. And he goes, if there's one thing that I love is pandering to us. And he said, you guys are beloved members of the community. And he said, we should have been grand marshals of the pride parade. Oh, look at that. I fucking died laughing. It was the best <laughs> yeah, shit we ever. definitely couldn't say that. No. <laughs> but it was it was great. Like yeah. I've said, I, we don't even we just call them the community because they're all part of our community. Nobody's separated here. And I, I said to them the other day, I go, just the idea that we've been accepted in, and I I don't know how it happened. Look, there here are the two things that have confused the shit out of me. Well, two of <laughs> ten thousand things. Uh. How we've been accepted into that community, how the f we fucked up and didn't get a flatbed for pride really legitimately pisses me off because that flatbed would have been great. We would have taken everybody on there, right? That would have been cool. We were in a parade once before. It was a good time. Yeah, but this would have been awesome because it's a complete gong show down there. And I would have just said, if you want to be on the flatbed, show up at yeah. 7, 7 o'clock in the morning. And just show up. I don't care who you are. Just say, hey, I know the show. I want to go. Yeah. I don't care anybody. Um, So that was really cool. And then tonight, I saw a tweet from Rose, who is so goddamn good on Twitter. She's so smart. Like, so much of the people in our audience, whether it's Preller or Rose or so many of them, are so 
well thought out and what they write and great or funny as shit. And she said, uh, I wait until I have two Dave and Jeff shows back to back and I listen to them together. That's cool. I go straight through. And I have no idea how the hell we roped her into this show. <laughs> but I'm glad she's there. And she's so great on social media, whether it's political things, just well thought out. And it's it's really, really fun, the connection that we have with everybody, whether it's uh, our, our boys, Stevie Woods and Costa and Elston and all those guys, but then coming out to Padres, Twitter, and everybody else. Yeah, it's a blast. Do you think right now, I mean, California is different than uh, obviously every other state. Mm-hmm. Is it still tough, do you think, being a homosexual in Southern California? I don't, I, well, I wouldn't know. I know. But, well, I asked you, do you think? I didn't say, you know, you, as an expert. I hope not. But Dave, I, I was saying, look, probably my closest friend lives in Toronto right now. And I was talking to her the other night. We were talking about the differences between what's going on up there and how they kind of view the states. And I said, man, you know, what has happened recently in the States and probably impacts my answer is it has become completely acceptable to hate anybody you want and be incredibly vocal about it. And nobody looks around anymore and goes, Hey, what the fuck are you doing? If you want to hate the gay and lesbian community, if you want to hate anybody in your community, who's a Muslim, who's black, who's Latino, who's female, who's older, who's younger, you can just fucking hate them. And you can talk about it, and it can be, fuck you, and I'm going to do this to you, and fuck, I'm going to slam on your car. And you just go, holy shit, man. It felt like we were feeling pretty good that we had the train moving forward. So, Dave, unfortunately, I would like to say yes, but when you look at what has happened recently and how open uh, hate is accepted... And nothing is fucking done about it. I'm not so sure. Uh, I mean, remember when you used to watch videos of civil rights when you were a kid? Oh, and yeah. You'd go into school and you'd be like, God damn, right? Yeah. Maybe you talk to your mom or your grandparents and you're like, how'd that happen? And they're like, oh, it was just kind of the way of the world. Do you remember what? the first time someone told you there used to be separate bathrooms or separate water sure. fountains? And you thought that was so crazy. Sure. Well, I mean, going down to the south, right? I mean, I traveled through the south. I uh, went from Mobile, Alabama, through Biloxi, Mississippi, uh, through New Orleans. God damn. Right through Tennessee, parts of Tennessee. Yeah. You know that. Yeah. Dave, there's still parts of Mobile or, or parts there of parts Alabama. parts of California, too. No, I, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Where, where yeah, you still don't want to go. But the question being is, do I think it's easier for Brandon, for Geekster, for Bree, for Maria, and, and anybody else that I haven't touched on? Fuck, man, I, I hope so. But overall, I, it was probably easier five years ago than it is today. In, in Southern California or just all over? Uh, yeah. Well, no, I mean, I would say in Southern California. Yeah. Maybe, hopefully, in Southern California, you, you get... Uh, better better treatment than you do in, in other places. But like I said, it's just, we've just come to grips with the fact that it's okay to just hate anybody and tell them, hey, fuck you. Yeah, unfortunately. You yeah, know, I remember I, when, uh, when I, I've been in different parts of the country where you go, okay, well, it must not be easy coming out at some point. You know what I mean? Whether right. you think you're going to disappoint friends or family or whatever else. 
Right. But when, uh, like I've been to Atlanta where there was a, a, a large gay community. I've been to Los Angeles where there's a large gay community, obviously. And then in Hillcrest, when I first moved here in 89, that was known as the gay community. Sure. And that was it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, hey, Hillcrest is, is it, like there's power in numbers, so the homosexuals are going to go to Hillcrest, whereas it's kind of right. crazy to think I got to live in a certain neighborhood because of my sexual preference. Yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. But um, you'd want you'd want to believe that could change, or it did change, but I just... I don't know. I mean, I have this conversation with friends of mine that are female, people of color that are in the media where you go, you know what, where I've been incredibly stupid for the last 20 years is I thought that the path that you and I were lucky enough to travel was the same path that they travel. It couldn't be yeah. further from the truth. You're right. There are insane benefits. Uh, Hacksaw shot his fucking mouth off today on his bullshit website talking about ripping people that are bloggers well he's writing a blog yeah that was pretty funny yeah but somebody put a link up to the la times story that was written when lee lost the uh vikings job yeah what's ironic about it is it was written by mike penner in 2001 mike penner shortly after that a few years later uh made the change yes made the change from being a man to being a woman. And unfortunately, a few years after that, took his own life and committed suicide. But when you look at what Saw had said through the years, where he's quoting, calling, you know, Hideki Arabu a fat Jap. Yeah. When he's talking about that we would bring in uh, black sports talk hosts, and they could talk NBA, but when they got to talking hockey, they'd freeze up. What? The fuck are you talking about? And that's the kind of shit. Dude, when remember what he did to Michelle Tafoya? Dude, I remember tell- everything. Yeah. And it's I was one- interning at, at 690 when Mason was looking for a co-host and brought yeah. in Michelle Tafoya, and Hacksaw killed her and said she needs to remember where the kitchen is. Right. And that's to and, me. And she became a huge fucking star. Yeah. That's to me like when people joke about me and Saw, I will be really honest. I don't see any humor in it. I think he's the biggest fucking dick in this city. I know him. You you probably don't. You know the guy on the air. I know the guy. He's a fucking dick. There's nothing funny about that guy. There's nothing fucking talented about yeah. that guy. The idea that the Padres credential him is a fucking joke. Insane. Fuck him. He is the biggest phony backstabbing sack of shit that has walked these fucking streets ever. So the idea, I you guys just don't get it. I'm not saying you don't, uh, that you know the whole story, but go read that LA Times. That's it. Yeah. So in his opinion, right, Jim Trotter, C.S. Keys, John Browner, Katie Temple, Julie Brownman, whoever, the, uh, Tabitha Lipkin, whoever the case may be, None of them are qualified because uh, John Browner probably can't talk NHL. <laughs> well, that's what Saw said. Yeah, I heard. Oh, I, oh, well, you know, hey, some angry reporter. It's Larry Fitzgerald's dad. Yeah. Not just some reporter. It's Larry Fitzgerald's dad, who's a very established member. And again, this article is from 19-whatever, 2001. Not that long ago. Not that long ago. Hiccups. Yeah. No, I, I got it. And look, people say shit. I've said plenty of shit 
through the years that you absolutely regret. I can guarantee you for the length of this time that we've done this show, there was never a time where you and I were like, oh, we're going to refer to this guy as a blank and a racial slur. Yeah. We're never going to sit on our ivory tower and we're going to tell you, hey, you know what? Yeah, you're this person, but you're probably limited until talking this sport and you can't talk that sport. That's who, right? You can't change your stripes. That who that guy is. So when people are like, oh, bring Saw back for 1090, fuck no. Fuck that guy. Why does he get a fucking free pass in this town? Because people are just don't care or don't remember. It's Man, there's so many things that go with, with uh, Hacksaw that is why he's just not relevant. Unfortunately, he's just not relevant. He never yeah. adjusted to the times. He never adjusted once people had access to the internet and they realized the stories were bullshit yeah. at 3.15. When he's breaking news exactly right. at 3.15 every or day. Or 5.20 every day. Yeah, and what happened was everyone realized he was a phony because they had access to everything he had on his phone before he would talk about it. Look, my biggest, he was stuck. my biggest problem with that fucking guy is every day when Rosie and Sherrod were trying to find their way at 10.90... He would come in, boy, their, their show was really shit today. Every fucking day. When Dave, when Rosie and Sherrod got let go by that sack of shit Mike Shepard uh, and that other sack of shit Norm Foyer, Saw waited about 10 minutes before calling me for three guys. I don't know how long he knew Sherrod. I know he knew you at least. Oh, forever. I was an intern right. for him. I mean, it's in 93. I was an intern. Right, so that's 14 uh, At the time, it was 20 years. Shit, yeah, 2012, because all the way back. But we had all worked with him at Extra. Yep. We had all felt bad when he got fired at Extra. And when those guys get fired, he waits five minutes to call me. Hey, we got to think of a really funny name for this show. Yeah, no fucking time for that guy. I just don't. I like all these guys. Johnny Cantera is a great guy. Uh, and and all these guys that if the guys that we talk about on the show are fucking really good dudes yeah oh steve's a fucking great guy Ornberger, i don't know the i don't know the dude working with nick i don't either um but judd and mike are fucking great steve and ben if i didn't mention those dudes are fucking great junior is a champ lo i've known longer than anybody but it's just man stop fucking promoting that guy he's the baddest seed in this town and you would not want him at your job. Who is that? <laughs> I paused the ESPYs while Jeff's talking. Wow. Because this girl on the ESPYs, everything's hanging out. Like 99.9% is hanging out. Wow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, I just, he he's a bad dude. Yeah. And when he opened up that door today and people started retweeting that stuff and putting it out there and the whole thing. Yeah, man, that's the guy that I saw. That's the guy that I saw when I started working with him from 2007 through 2012. <clears throat> it's uh, it, it's interesting to see what's going to happen with Scott. Again, he said he would have an answer on Friday to have an yeah. idea of what's going to happen with this whole deal with 1090 and if it's coming back and what his lineup's going to be and everything else. I'm, I'm curious to hear. You know, Well, I like the first night. I think what we do is we broadcast live from the Four Point Sheraton. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, the guys down here, Big Green Egg, Hot Sauces and more, come down, we barbecue. We put up the octagon, 
and we have a fucking we let uh, Shelly Higgins <laughs> and Allie go at it. Fuck that guy! I was like, God damn. And then, uh, uh, yeah, we just we just let them go at it. I don't know. Yeah, that was crazy too. If you're following Twitter, that was crazy too. To look at these two girls go at it. Did yeah. it make you uncomfortable, or you like it? <laughs> you know what? I like both of them. Yeah, that's uh, what I'm saying. Did it make uh, you uncomfortable because you like both of them? No, I just I know that they're loyal to both sides. I I thought it was look. I Allie's as loyal as it gets to Cap, um, but Shelly's cool. And and for Shelly to just say, hey, look, I believe in karma, and karma comes back to to Ben and Woods. Uh, look, Cap Cap made a couple of statements there. It's it's up to him to do it. That's fine. Um, I don't know that I I would do it, but fuck. Man, all right. I'm, hell, this podcast, we always throw everything out there, so I'm not going to hold anything back. I'm going to ask you straight out. Yeah. It's great that that Ben's wife supports him. Yeah. If your wife would have jumped into a Twitter fight I'd have told for her you, to stay the fuck out. That's what I would have done, too. I can handle it. I would have said that. And I would have said to her, honestly, and nothing against Shelly. I don't know Shelly. Everyone said she's the greatest person in the world. She's cool. I'll say this. Don't put yourself in a situation to get your feelings hurt because people can be brutal, and you don't understand how cruel people can be until you put yourself out there where someone's going to be a huge, either Ali fan or Scott fan, and they're going to say something that's going to be over the top and not fair to you, and eventually you can't fight all the battles, and you just let it go. It's one of those things like people tell you, ignore it. You tell your kids, ignore it. Yeah. Don't jump into a fight that you just don't want to be in. I just don't understand. So many people want to be public figures. I just don't understand why you would jump into it and people can be so freaking cruel. I'm not worried about either one of those two. I know the point you're making. I'm not worried about either one of those two. They they can they can hang. They'd be fine. They do the whole thing. No, it's it's Allie, I look at different. I look at Allie as as everyone knows she's, you know, Scott's uh basically assist she's a paid CEO. employee. Yeah. She's a paid employee for Scott. Yeah. Shelly's married to her husband who loves her husband and supports her husband. I respect yeah. that, too. Yeah. I just would I just sit there and look at it and go, man, this could end really, really bad. Yeah. I wanted to know, is 1090 coming back on? I want. That's all I care about, too. Right. That's it, what I was saying. Did it make you comfortable? Do you like it? It made me uncomfortable. I don't, I don't like, like it. I don't, I don't, I don't like uh, I don't like when it gets into salaries because. Oh, that's personal. Look, man, I would have done it. I, I fucking have been there. But I'll also say. That my kids were five years old when I told 1090 I'm out of here because I'm not working with Lee. But I also know in 2007 when we took the job at Extra, fuck, we weren't making 400 grand. I didn't give a shit. My kids had just been born. They were in the NICU. Need the gig. I need the check. Um. So yeah, I'm not. Uh, uh, but that whatever you work. Look, the, Steve and Ben aren't the problem. No. The problem is there are too many other guys in this town that fuck the market up by working for $9 an hour or working for quote-unquote fresh tape. They're the guys who should be fucking embarrassed, and they all know who they are. When you fuck the market for everybody else, Stephen Ben, in my opinion, didn't fuck the market no matter what they're making. No. None of my business what they're making. But, But I guarantee you no matter what they made, they didn't fuck the market. But there are guys that have been here that you would know their names that fucked this place up for a lot of us because they would do the, hey, I just need a gig. Yeah, I'll work six days, seven days a week. And I'll work for... Almost minimum wage. Right. And you can't do that because you have to have a little bit of pride in your skill set or you're in the wrong 
business. Yep. And I tell you what, on opening night, when we're down there drinking, put a couple of fucking beers in me, I'll tell you exactly who they were. <laughs> I'll tell you how much they made. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you that shit, too. Um, but, but no, for me, Dave, when it's funny, my kid's mom is an attorney. When we were getting married, she came to me and she said, do you have a big problem if I keep my last name? And I laughed and laughed and laughed. And I said, you know what? That's funny you mentioned that because I absolutely don't. Yeah. And she kept her last name. She still has her last name to this point. I knew who she was coming home to every night. I didn't have any problems with that. But as an attorney who worked with families that had broken babies and a lot of fucked up shit, what I said to her was, I don't want your people, your clients, knowing that we're married. I don't need that. I don't need the judges. I don't need the bailiffs. I don't need any of those people giving you shit for anything I say on any one of these shows. And I don't want anybody coming to me with any issues that they have with whatever happened in the courtroom. I said, you keep your professional life separate. I'll keep mine separate. And at the end of the night, we'll come home. We'll have dinner. We'll talk about our day. I had no problem with that at all. And I'm glad to this day that she did that because now she's a really successful defense attorney. Uh, She's doing great. But I don't know. Yeah, I mean, our closest friends. And she and I are still cool. So, um, you, but you did put your foot down when she asked you to change your name to her last name. <laughs> you know anybody I, that's done that? I can't even spell her last name. <laughs> but do you know anyone that's pulled that move? When, do we? When they get married, dude. I know some. Not you don't know the person, but I've know someone that did that. Oh shit! Where he changed his name to his wife's last name. Stop it. Yeah. Uh, and the one thing. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> and the one thing was, she was like. There, there was no debate about the kids. Like I was like, they're, yeah. they're, they're boys. They're Dotsworth boys. She's like, oh yeah, those fucking maniacs. They're Dotsworth boys the whole time. But the great thing is, um, to her credit, yeah, she is very aware that they're her kids and they love her to death. It has nothing to do with the name. They couldn't be closer. When did your kids figure out that you had two last names, two different last names? I don't know that they know yet. <laughs> You act like these two have something going. They're not the sharpest guys going. Uh, No, you know what, Dave? Look, here's the thing that we have been incredibly fortunate of as parents. Talking about what has happened tonight. You know, kind of following the theme. Their four closest friends that are in my old house every night are black. They're the funniest guys. There are six of them. There are two white guys. My boys look like that kid at the end of that chain where they're all doing the dance move and that one oh, awkward white kid. Yeah. Well, if you put two kids there, that'd be yeah. Jack and Kate. Yeah. They're both doing Mark Madsen. Yes. Um, but the four guys that are in the house every night are great. Yeah. Except for the fact that my ex-wife bitches that every night she brings home 20 apples and they eat them all and they don't leave her any apples. <laughs> I find that hysterical. And I encourage them all the time, just eat the apples. She's fine. She's glad you're eating healthy. Um, so I'm very happy with that because when they go and they play hoops or they go ride bikes or do whatever, they don't see color. They just see their buddies. Yeah. But I also remind them 
Don't be the guys that say, I don't see color. Be very aware of what goes on uh, in their family and what they've dealt with. Because if you act like you don't see color, then you're, you're missing the story. So they're aware of all that. Down the street from them, there are two guys that have lived in that community for 10 years that are a gay couple that are married. That take their dog for a walk at night. They may hold hands, the whole thing. They couldn't be nicer to my sons except for when they're all fucked up and then they get a little catty. (laughs) Which I tell them all the time. Stop drinking wine. Come around here. You guys get a little bitchy. (laughs) They die laughing. They're great. (laughs) Um, Fucking two great guys um, that have been nothing but nice. Okay, now I'm curious to know because I never had to have any of these talks with my kids. I never... My kids never asked me about homosexuality, mm-hmm. and they never asked me about race, either one. Uh, race, we talk a lot of because their mom's Persian, their grandfather's Persian, um, and so we have that conversation a lot because you wouldn't know it from looking at them, but they're very well aware. Davis, you've gone through. Yeah. How many different times in our 22 years of hanging out have people made Jewish comments oh, right in front all, of you? Happens all the time. I never said on put it this way. You and I have been on there together, coming on twenty one years. Yeah, that's I pretty never, good. Well, look I, at you doing the math tonight, I know. Stoner yeah. Spicoli. <laughs> My thing is, I never said on there air until Ever. probably year and maybe eighteen, nineteen. Yeah, that's how long I waited to tell anyone yeah. I was Jewish because the backlash was ridiculous. My entire life, and right. because of my last name, you never know. Josh Rosenberg couldn't hide. Right. You know, he right. couldn't hide. Right. He couldn't, but we would see it and be like, holy shit. Yeah, all the time. It's been like that my entire life, people yeah. making Jewish jokes. Yeah, uh, you see it. So, no, Dave, I, I just think that we have been lucky, and the one thing that I've said to them about the two guys that live down the street is I said, look, uh, if you're lucky enough to find love in your life, yeah. somebody who puts up with you, somebody who you look forward to seeing at the end of the day for good, bad, and different for anything that happened, it'll make me the happiest dad in the world. Right? Yeah. I would like it to be Selena Gomez. <laughs> <laughs> but if it's not, uh, right? Yeah. If uh, Then fucking live your life. Yeah. Just live your life. Those two dudes uh, are great. And they're happy every night, and they're cool as shit. Uh, Goddamn, Dave, I'll tell you. Shit, it's the neighbor lives upstairs, who not only is black, but we just found out had lived by himself for, they are been in that neighborhood for uh, about 11 years. Guy lives upstairs. Not only does he now have a boyfriend, but he has a white boyfriend. So they have an interracial gay couple that lives above them. Fucking greatest dudes in the world. Just the greatest that are so great to my sons and to their mom. And it's awesome. So they're seeing interracial couples. They're seeing uh, gay couples, their best friends. Just fucking great, man. And I, I just, I talk about it with their mom all the time. I go, fuck, I wish I had that when I was a kid growing up. Yeah. Because if I had that as a kid growing up, Shit that I said when I was 16 to the time I was, I don't know, 23, right? Yeah. Where you think you're being funny and you look back on it and you go, God, that's just embarrassing. Yeah. Like you just go, fuck, man, I, I want to believe I was a better guy than that. That's just embarrassing. That's why they call it growing up. Yeah, I know. But I feel like my kids right now at 11 
no more than I did at fucking 19. Yeah. And I'm happy about that. But, um, but yeah, it's just, it, it's cool. And so, but all those people, all yeah. of those people have been nothing but a positive impact in their life. And it's great. The two things I want to get to uh, tonight uh, before we get off there, that one is you, you won't believe it. You won't believe this happened in, in 2019. Okay? Fran Tarkenton's making a comeback? No, it's crazier than that, dude. What, the story I'm going to tell you, crazier than that. And I also want to touch a little bit on uh, on the Padres and the whole All-Star game. But first, I want to mention the guys over at, court hot, of course, at Hot Sauces and more. Jeff and I will be down there next Tuesday. Next Tuesday night. I just fucking said that, dude. Yeah, well, I just fucking repeated on? it. Jesus. Got echo in here? You want to do the commercial? No, go ahead. Okay. Well, I have to next at some point. Next, Clean next, up the mess. Next Tuesday. Yes. Again, we weren't there last night because, of course, the All-Star game was going on and there are different things happening. But uh, the guys at HotSaucesAndMore.com, look, these guys right now are, are really moving forward. What a great business. Not only do you have the different ways to make your barbecue that much better, the Big Green Egg we talk about all the time. How many times now since we started talking about the Big Green Egg are you guys looking at Instagram videos or Facebook and you see that Big Green Egg in the background? Yeah. They're all over the goddamn place. All over the place. All over the place. Once I pointed it out to you, you notice some more and more hot sauces and more. Jeff and I were talking about this before. How hot can you go as far oh. as different sauces? I was talking to a guy today at work and saying the same thing that says he orders stuff all the way from Texas just to throw on to his food. And he goes, I eat it till it makes me cry. <laughs> and I said, dude, you got to come hook up with Jeff and I on Tuesday because you won't believe it. Again, it's hot sauces and more.com. It's N, not and. Yeah, going to be a blast. Uh, every Tuesday night, they do a farmer's market right down here at the Otai Ranch Mall. Come down and hang out with us before the podcast, and you will find out for yourself what they're doing over there. Yes, of course, they have the hot sauces, but they are going to be cooking up a storm. They sent me a message yesterday, Dave, the guys over there. They're like, let us know when you're coming down. We're going to have a huge dinner ready. So we're going to go down grub like champions. So if you want to join us next seven, uh, seven o'clock next week, bring cash. They're not riding for free. Is <laughs> the guy who had the uh, auto repair shop on 101 used to say, ask grass or gas. Nobody rides for <laughs> free. That's line ever. Uh, yeah. And no free mustache rides. I don't know what the fuck that <laughs> has to do with next Tuesday night. But I guess I might as well just fucking remind you that there no, there's no free mustache rides at the farmer's market but come on out be a part of it we're gonna ask brian put a couple samples out you know he will chips in that salsa we'll see yeah we'll see how hot you can go <laughs> can you earn your name diablo uh but go see what they got fuck i can't wait to get over there check out the store say hi to everybody again it's gonna happen next tuesday night uh, about seven o'clock, we'll be hanging out before we come over here and do the show. We'll hang out for at least an hour. I yeah, would absolutely, think, right? absolutely. I also Perfect. want to mention uh, Brian Curry, of course. Brian Curry selling yep. real estate all over San Diego County for more than twenty years. Wins a ton of awards. Think about going into business with Brian. Oh yeah, yep. what are you going to do? It's Helicopter gonna, tours? It's going to be BC and El Diablo. We'll give you a hell of a deal. You think you think he's in? <laughs> Again, Brian Curry is like your guy. It. How many people know San Diego County better than him? Nobody. I'm telling you, more than 20 years in the business. Again, we tell you this all the time because you know it's true. How many friends do you have that have their real estate license, but they don't make a living selling real estate? Because they aren't right. good at it. To be able to sell real estate in this market this long and win award after award, Brian Curry is the real deal. Make sure you give Brian Curry a call, 619-251-1588, 619-251-1588. And he also does property management. If you need someone to manage your property, Brian's your guy. Uh, he is a must-follow on Twitter at I Sell San Diego. 
And I will retweet all these out. I'm just going from memory because I don't have anything in front of me. Dave took all my notes and fucking I don't know the used them to clean up after sugar. <laughs> and uh, so that's very frustrating. It was something that will be addressed in the post-show meeting. But Brian continues to put out on Twitter really great, informative articles that are going to help anybody who's either buying a home or selling a home. And it's just, you have to know what you don't know. And especially when it comes to a decision like buying a house, you have to be prepared. That's why I'm such a fan of Brian. That's why I'm so thrilled uh, that he's on our team and I'm on his team. Because people have said to me time and time again, man, are you buying or are you selling? I go, you know what? When the time's right, I take my man Curry out to lunch and we'll figure out what the market is. It's, It's the best arrangement ever. And it's the arrangement that you should have for your family because I have to look out for my two sons. Yep. I'm sure a lot of you have to do the same thing. Also, don't forget about Alan Taylor. You want that perfect pool once you find that perfect house. Alan Taylor, tailor-made pools, more than 20 years as well in San Diego, doing great. You name it, construction, full remodels on commercial or residential, new equipment and repairs, pool resurfacing, insulation. He does it all. Don't forget to give Alan Taylor a call at 619-449-4452, 619-449-4452. Well, I know a lot of you the other day, Saw our friend Lisa Ann celebrating National Jesus Bikini Christ. Day. Did anybody work that day? God. Uh, by the way, I was chatting with her today. Did you really? She sends her best. But as I was sitting there, I'm thinking about a lot of the guys who are in this audience that hesitated to get that tailor-made pool. Yeah. And just were sitting there on the couch with the spank bank and not having Lisa Ann <laughs> at the pool in your backyard. <laughs> Nobody's to blame but you. She said, build it. And I will come. <laughs> Heard that a hundred times. Watch it. She's a nice lady. And uh, all you guys got the crocodile arms. You couldn't pull the trigger. You couldn't reach in and get your cell phone to give Alan a call. Now you're sitting there with that little kiddie pool that you picked up, <laughs> the five and dime, like a real dipshit. <laughs> I will invite you again to the website, DaveAndJeffShow.com. Under uh, the spot. Watch it. Shut up. Under- what are you hearing voices? You. I think I just You're opened my mouth. In. Were you like, oh, yeah. Like that fucking Lou Holtz interview that you ruined. Don't think I don't remember that. My headphones broke. I didn't know you who was asshole. talking. Go to under sponsors. Look at tailor-made pools. And then go look at your pathetic backyard where even the snails are embarrassed to live. Give them a call. <laughs> Or Dave, me, and Sugar are going to come over and Sugar's yeah. going to gas up your car. Absolutely. You got that chicken dick? We'll do it. <laughs> what? Dan Williams. Don't forget to give Dan Williams a call. The Iron Man. Thank God, man. The Padres aren't playing this week. Get Dan, get off my back for <laughs> two fucking days. God, they owned your Dodgers. They sure did. They sure did. And Dan couldn't be happier. Dan, though, as Nor much as I. I'm going to end up paying off my bet to Dan and everyone else in San Diego. I, I said everyone else. All right. I didn't hear my name. Okay. I didn't say your name, but you're included. Good. You know what I figured? I'm just going to give you the fucking money and let you distribute it. You know? You, don't be a bitch. I'm not going to go track everybody down. We're going to bring everybody here. I got to bring everyone here and hand them a $100 bill? And you're going to be like Louie in Taxi, giving everybody their envelope. <laughs> Fuck, do I have a reference of any older than that? Maybe it'll be like, it's a wonderful life, Dave, at the end of that movie. Holy shit. I'm going to write something horrible on every bill, just so it makes it a little tougher <laughs> to pull it out to spend. Something completely embarrassing. <laughs> There's some big dudes in that group. They may smack you around. Who, do you, can you name a few of the guys in the group? Who's yeah, in the Billy's group? Billy's in. Billy's in. Shit. 
He probably ragged out Vic. <laughs> uh, yeah, Billy's in. Danny Williams is in. I'm in. Um, shit, the whole group's yeah. Maggie's in. You're going to write something no. gross to Maggie? No, I won't. Such a sweet lady. Yeah, she'll be the only one that gets a free pass. Yeah. No, I won't. All right, what are you telling right, me about that? So, Dan so, so Dan's your guy. Dan's a guy to call, though, honestly. People talk about this all the time. I can't tell how many people tell me, man, I don't have anything set up for retirement. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not one of these guys that was in the military. I'm not one of these guys that work for a school district. I don't have anything set up. I'm barely making it month by month right now. How am I supposed to save and invest and make sure my money's going to last? Am I ever going to be able to retire? Guess what? Dan Williams will walk you through the process. He's the guy that can figure out how to make your money last, and that's the most important thing. You don't want to be a burden on someone when you get old. You want to be able to retire one day. Call Dan Williams. Dan is your guy because Dan is the guy that has the answers to make this thing work and make your money last. You have the number and everything right in front of you. So, again, Dan's your guy to uh, to, to call because it's going to be one of the most important phone calls you make. 858-688-6813 is the number of the website, sandiegolending.us. If you add slash Dave Jeff on the back of that, Dan's going to send you both of his books for free. First one, Borrow Smart, Repay Smart. The second one, How to Purchase a Home with No Down Payment. Man, he can't do enough for the military families. Big part of the Honor Foundation. Dan's another must follow on social media, Iron Man DW, where you can find, I love what these guys are doing, where they've been doing 90-second videos, 60-second videos, just kind of a recap for the market. It's really, really great shit, and I'm going to get in the habit. I haven't done a good enough job. My apologies to all of you, but I'm going to get in a better habit of retweeting these out so that you can see it and just whether you're buying that home or you're refinancing or you're just trying to get your financial situation in line, uh, whether it's today or in a couple of months, uh, it feels like, right, that bratty kid's going to need braces or somebody falls out of a tree and you need to figure out the money. Uh, all of these videos come into effect. So we'll start retweeting it out, but a huge thanks to Dan for everything he does. And finally, Kyle Fluger, again, your website, uh, needs to be better, needs to look professional, needs to earn you money. Kyle Fluger's a guy. I spent a lot of time talking to Kyle this week so far, trying to get things yeah, ready. We're me. putting the finishing touches on Jake's projects, and Kyle's just have been absolutely outstanding. Easy to work with, but he told me he is getting slammed. People are calling him like Good. crazy. You want to make sure that you can get on Kyle's calendar. 619-500-6621, 619-500-6621. Yeah, it's just been a little crazy the last couple of weeks, but there's new blogs coming, videos coming, a bunch of fun stuff to the website. The website is really going to take off, and he can do the same thing for you. Uh, so many guys. Uh, I think Valley Market has jumped yep. in. I think he's working with Sean at Cali Comfort. Uh, he's working with Julie Brownman, Dave Logan. Drew Goodman, so many people have jumped in and found out what we found, that Kyle is the best that you can have. All right, so here we go. You want to talk Padres? You want me to tell you the crazy story first? Uh, I just want to say this about the Padres because it's kind of a fun time. Trade deadline with no August 31st waiver wire. Uh, I love that the pods are being talked about for Noah Syndergaard or any uh, Zach Wheeler, Trevor Bauer, all these different things. And I don't know that we covered this the other night, so I'm sorry. I feel like you and I may have chatted about it. If I brought this up on Sunday, we'll get into it. We'll get out of it quick. But, Dave, I keep fucking seeing Luis Castillo from the Reds. Yes. And he is the guy that was coming here to San Diego, and we sent a broken arm Colin Ray yep. to the Marlins, and we had to give him back. Yep. 
look, I am a huge fan of everything that the pods have accomplished outside of a few things. Uh, Will Myers' contract extension made absolutely no sense. Two-year deal for Ian Kinsler made absolutely no sense. But when I watched this kid like Castillo, Dave. That almost threw a no-hitter the other day. God damn. <laughs> and you're, you have the Marlins on the ropes. Yep. You're telling me that nobody in that organization, whether you knew Colin Ray was jacked up or not, there's not a part of you where you're like, you know what, let's overpay. Let's just make sure we get this guy coming in. Yeah. Because I don't know what they did or didn't know about Colin Ray. I don't have any idea. But when I watch that guy and I think about what this rotation could be. No shit. With him in the middle of it. 2.29 ERA. Fuck. Eight and three with a shitty Reds team. With Mackenzie Gore coming. Yep. Right? With Morion coming. <clears throat> Paddock already there. I was listening to AC kind of looking ahead to Garrett Richards. And she makes a great point. You forget that Garrett Richards in the American League had an ERA of three. And as AC pointed out, fuck, who knows how long his shoulder and elbow had been no, jacked sir. up. Yeah, it's been hurt forever. Yeah. But he's coming back. But when you look at the guys that you have that are ready to go, and you think about it in there, Dave, I, th I think the Castillo thing hurts me more than Trey Turner. Yeah. Because you just go, God, that kid's outstanding. Why didn't you just make sure whatever we did, if you're ready to move that guy, in the same sense that you had the White Sox, you were you gave thirty million dollars to the White Sox. Yeah. Yes, we laugh about you took James Shields. Well, they, we gave him thirty million cash too to lock up Fernando Tatis. Somebody in that organization looked at Castillo and said, "This kid's a stud." Whoever that person was was exactly right. And I just look at it and I go, "God damn, man! That that to me stings a little bit that that kid slid through your fingers." Yeah. Because now all of a sudden you don't have to worry about giving up a huge package if you are for Syndergaard or Bauer. Yep. You go, fuck, man, we're pretty well set. No shit. For right now. No kidding. No, it'd be a hell of a rotation. The kid's young. He's only, what, 26 years old? Oh, shit. He is nails. Yeah, he, he absolutely is. Now, I was going to say real quick, since you're on the Padres, let me tell you, the All-Star game isn't what it used to be. No. Everybody's freaking out and panicking. I was watching uh, the Major League Baseball Network channel and – they were going through all these different All-Star games and how serious it used to be. Yeah. I mean, guys, everybody has a goddamn microphone on. You know, guys are talking right. to Joe Buck and John Smoltz while they're batting. It, it's a fucking joke. It's, it, it's a it's charade. It's an exhibition. It is. It's a complete charade of a show. And for, I understand you want to see guys out there that have Padres or San Diego in the front of the uniform, but it's not worth fucking getting crazy upset about right. when you realize it's horseshit. And the fact that... You know, their player didn't get in yesterday. Kirby Yates. It, it, well, yeah. It, and the deal is, I thought Dave Roberts gave him the biggest compliment ever, saying when we're in a safe situation, you're a guy. Yeah. Changed the whole changed the whole vibe, right? Because yeah. we started to think, well, wait a minute. And I and I understood where people were coming from. Fran Mel Reyes doesn't call. Hunter Renfro doesn't get a call for home run derby. Fucking Tatis doesn't get a call to be on the team. Now you're going to fucking leave Yates there. And I saw a lot of people connecting dots about, well, you know, there's been bullshit between the Dodgers and Padres, whether Johnny Washington, not for Jock Peterson. Right. I saw all kinds of shit. And I was like, oh, fuck. I wonder, does this all play a part in Dave it? Dave still upset he didn't get an interview? I don't know about no, that. No, of but, course not. It's all bullshit. If you wanted yeah. to fuck Yates, why don't you have him pitch the eighth and ninth inning? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, let him yeah, pitch three three yeah. through nine. Yeah, so you can't fucking pitch on Friday when you come back to play. You know what I mean? You yeah. completely could have fucked him. 
but, but to I, me, gave him the I biggest compliment ever, saying, "Yeah, he was going to be America, our guy. Like, you're you're going to close the game." And you know what? He pitched what three of the last four, three games in a row, I think, uh, for the pods. I mean, probably needed some time off. I just it's a full week. People love to go for the fact that oh, there's there's some kind of bullshit with Dave Roberts. But that's Roberts. every city. Yeah, I understand that. I'm just saying, that as a Padre fan, you got to look yeah. at it and go, "Man, our guy needed the break. He still got to tip his hat." It's great. If the National League was winning, he would have been the guy that got the save. But that's what you do in that situation. When you're the team, when like Kenley Jansen, if he was the guy, wouldn't have played either. Well, I um, was out last night towards the end of the game, and I came in, and I saw these messages about Kirby Yates, and he's always our guy, and all this shit. I was like, God damn, did he give up nine runs? What happened? Like, I was afraid, like, something embarrassing happened on the yeah. national stage. And then he found out he didn't get in the game. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> Come on. Right? And then I did see Dave almost immediately. Yeah. I saw somebody write, shit, Dave Roberts did him a huge favor. Gave him the week off. Yep. Then after throw, give him a chance to. Could, uh, couldn't agree more. To hang out. Could've. So, yeah, it's fun. But couldn't I like it. More. I like it with the deadline coming up because the Mets are a complete fucking train wreck. The manager and the GM hate the media, they hate each other, they oh hate God. the team. They're both young and inexperienced, and I hope Preller and Logan White and those guys, Josh Stein, go in and just cherry-pick that idiot. I like uh, I, I like Syndergaard a lot. I understand his, his ERA is not great this year. He's not playing very well. He's also in a really bad situation. For me, I would like to see the Padres make the move. There's only one guy in the minor league system that's hands-off, that's Gore. Otherwise, I would trade almost anybody for him. I wonder... Uh, and again, I'm the guy that told yeah. him, hey, relax. I just fucking was about to wrap myself out. I don't need you fucking doing it. Well, I just did. Again. Because a lot of people are mad right now. About Real Muto? How yeah. I wanted to say trade him for anything? By the way, he was an all-star. But my point is, I would uh, I would keep Gore. For, uh, I would never trade Gore. And everyone else, I'd say, yeah, I'd fucking take Syndergaard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wonder what they go after. Right? I, I wonder if you're the Mets, what you're asking for. I think you're asking for uh, you're asking for some top pitchers in return. In your Patino, ask, Patino, you got to. He has to be a guy in the mix. You got to right. And, and I don't think everyone says, "Oh, would you get rid of Urias?" I don't think they're looking for Urias. They no. just they just got the Cano deal. I don't think they're looking for. Although he hasn't for, been that for great. Him. No, he, neither is uh, Urias. Um, what but the yeah. fuck? Are you looking at his numbers? Can you read? Minor leagues don't mean jack shit. Did you see when he came up here? Dog shit. You're dog shit. It's complete. Hey, it's I'm not the guy playing. Don't sit there and fucking deflect. I just did. Jesus Christ. Don't tell me you're going to trade Hedges either in the deal. They'll take him for Hedges. No, they won't. Who do they got catching? Oh, Didn't they just put fucking yeah, they, money they, out? They do have a catcher. I'm drawing a blank. Dude, I, I would... just looked at it today, too. Motherfucker. Yeah, I don't know what they do. Look, Who, I, Is there anybody that's that's uh, untouchable for you? Well, I mean, I, I think you go, yeah, I think Gore right now in the minor leagues. Is the only guy to me is untouchable, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, it's funny. I had a conversation with the guy at work today, and I go, Gore's going to be in this rotation. Got called up to Double A yesterday. He's going to be in this rotation next year. Yeah. And my buddy at work is like, well, yeah, after the All-Star break. And I'm like, no. The fucking Paddock, Lucchese, Lauer plan yeah. will be the same thing. And I heard AC tonight driving home say the same thing. That Yeah, assuming he continues on the path that he's going, he'll get invited to big league camp, and more than likely he breaks with a with a spot in yep. that rotation. Yep. And now you got Gore and Paddock back to back. Pretty cool. 
Not bad. Not Pretty bad cool. at all. I, all think, right. I think Gord is going to be great. I honestly think he's he's the key. When when Gord's a true ace, I think that's when the Padres are contending for a World Series. Uh, what's the story about what happened? Okay, this is, this is crazy. Let me hear. Okay. So uh, my mother was up in Northern California. Okay, like like middle of fucking nowhere, California. All okay. Right? And her brother lives in an area where each person has like, you know, five acres. You know, Whoa. everybody has guns, you know. Yeah. Everybody has their property. They like to be left alone the whole deal. There's an 18-year-old kid in the neighborhood that broke into houses and was robbing houses. Mm. Okay, so the guy gets arrested, gets out, and he does it again. So the neighborhood, they get the kid, and literally, Jeff, in the process, go and try to hang the kid in, in his dad's in his dad's yard from his dad's tree. It took kid my, white or black, white kid. Okay, white kid, and uh, and that was their answer. And I was like, oh, my God, like you're going to murder somebody like everybody was in it to go like this sounds like a Matt Coyle book. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to fucking murder this kid and teach his dad a lesson that he is a shit shithead kid. And my uncle was the one that had to go. You guys understand what you're doing? I mean, you fucking crazy. We're all going to conspire to murder a kid. 18 years old. You're going to hang a kid. Well, I will bring this up to you. They arrested the girl, according to our friends, Stephen John on 710. They arrested the girl that did that video where she walked into the grocery store and, and opened Good. up the ice cream and licked it. Yeah. And, what did she get? What's the punishment for that shit? Well, we don't know yet, but Michael Thompson <laughs> said she should get five years in prison. I love it. John, of course, is like, oh, I don't know. That's a little tough. To which Michael replied, if that's your son that eats that ice cream and gets sick from it, well, I'd probably change my story. <laughs> For that girl or anybody that does shit like that, Dave, yeah. what's the punishment? Dude, I'm I'm for 20 years in prison. Put him Dude, the fuck away, right? That guy, that, spit, him that, guy that spits in that Arizona iced tea pissed right. me off. Fuck that guy, too. Yeah. Let's tase that fucker. Yeah. Let's just take him out. Yeah, I agree with that. Bring And you know who I want to tase him? What? I'm going to do this on pay-per-view. We're going to tase the chick with the ice cream. We're going to tase that fucking Arizona iced tea. This little shit in the bagel shop, the guy in the pink shirt in the Disneyland video, and I want Rob Riggle to host it. <laughs> did, did you hear Michael Thompson with uh, Steve Mason paying off his bet? Remember Michael Thompson guaranteed Durant wasn't leaving Golden State? Oh, he did? No, I and didn't hear that. So he had to pay off his bet with like a bo- bottles of wine that were $75 each. Like Each person got one. Like, okay. like Bergman got one, Ireland got one, <laughs> Mason got one. Yeah. And he didn't want to give it to Mason. He goes, dude, you smoke weed. I'm not giving you this fucking bottle of wine. He goes, dude, I got a distinguished palate. Give me my guy dang wine. And then he gives him the wine. And he goes, I'm going to go home and get fucking stoned off my ass. And then I'm going to drink your wine. It just to piss him off. But I, it made me laugh because, hell, three years ago, Mason couldn't say that. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Oh, yeah. And That's then, completely different. Yeah. They just I've got two things for you. I'll try to go quick. How much, Where are we at time-wise right now? We're, uh, by the way, Wilson Ramos is the catcher for the Mets with That's right. uh, Thomas Nita. They don't need a catcher. Um, an hour 16. Okay. We'll try to wrap this up really quick. The first thing is you mentioned a Matt Coyle book. Got a crazy, crazy fucking book today called The Chain. R- been recommended as the craziest book of the year. Dave, here's the fucking premise of the book. Now, okay. you tell me, could you read this book or not? You're home. You get a phone call. It's a frantic phone call from a parent in the neighborhood. The parent in the neighborhood has kidnapped your kid. Yeah. The only way that you 
can get your kid back is you have to go out and kidnap another kid in the neighborhood and make a phone call to their parents. If you don't, your kid's getting murdered. <laughs> and they said it's the craziest fucking book of the year. Isn't it like that movie with that Cameron Diaz movie? It was like The Box or some shit. I don't know that one. Do you remember? It was uh, the the premise was you get it's called a, the chain. You get a million dollars if you like you open the box, but oh. someone's gonna die. Oh, someone in the world is gonna die, and then and then of course it comes around where someone else gets a box. Yeah, and guess who's in deep shit? It's your kid, you know. And so it comes Fuck. comes comes around. All right, I've got two quick things for you. Okay, well what? the answer is of course you're gonna kidnap another kid. You're gonna right. let your kid die. Right, but then you got some kid. He's probably crying, snot nosing all over the fucking Lexus. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Take your wife's car. Uh, do Can you, you have, imagine all of a sudden you're a kidnapper? Like something you never think you'd be. And you're yeah. going, Fuck, I got to kidnap some kid. And you got to go, I got to find some kid that people aren't going to miss. I'm just saying they've said this is like the craziest book of the year, but it freaks me out because I've. And you bought it. Yeah, of course oh, I did. Because I'm weirdo. a dumb shit. I know, fucking weirdo. Uh, right now, if I said to you, when you were 10 years old, what was the thing? And and not like uh, snakes or dogs. Was there a song? Was there a movie, a TV show that scared the fuck out Halloween. of Halloween. The movie Halloween scared me like you wouldn't believe. Like, I don't really? think I slept for a week. And you saw it? Oh, yeah, I saw it. I saw it, yeah. God damn. Damn, dude. I remember I saw Halloween. My buddy Bruce Franklin yeah. told his mom, let's go see it. It was on Halloween night. Yeah. And I was like, and I was like, I don't want to see it. in my head, I, but I don't want to be a chicken either, you know? Yeah. And I, I don't want to see this shit. I don't like scary movies. And then let's go see it. Let's go see it. Fucking I go. See it. They call my mom. Is it okay if we take them to see it? I was hoping my mom would say, nope. She said, yep, go ahead. <laughs> and man, she loved you, dude. I was so fucking scared. I swear. I, I stayed away. Can you think about it right bed. now? Can it, can it give you I the will chills not watch, right now? Yeah. That fucking John Carpenter music. I want to yeah. fucking watch it now. I've never watched it since. That Dude, movie scared the shit out of me. There's a song that was out when I was really, really little. And it was like, you can find it on YouTube. We did this on Free FM. And the lyrics are like, things get a little easier once you understand. And it's like, now you hear it. It's the stupidest shit. <laughs> because it's like the dad yelling at the mom and telling oh, the yeah, kid, get your hair cut, hippie. Yeah. <laughs> and then the kid dies and like the whole thing. But I remember that freaked me out. But now you're like, that's just stupid, right? <laughs> but along those same lines, and I think you can play this tonight going out. You can play any song. No, I can't. Know. I'm not good at it. I don't know. Fuck. I could figure it out, but I'm not going to sit here for 20 minutes. All right. Well, song. fuck you, it. It's going to be Donna Summer because Leech of Fire complaints. All right. Well, find Tubular Bells. We got to start closing with Tubular Bells. The theme from The Exorcist. Oh, fuck that. I'm not playing that every night. I'm going to fucking play that song it right now. That freaks me out right now. I don't like I'm that gonna song. I'm going to watch you cry like a little I'm not going to cry. I just don't like it. I wonder if I can pull this up. But while I'm pulling If you the, put that as your ringtone and it's left in your office, you'd freak everybody out in your office nonstop. Right. They'd all think that that little fucking shit Reagan is coming in. <laughs> They're like, we thought she was dead. Uh, here we go. Listen, Dave. Let's see if I can get this shit going. Hang on. Here's my question for you. Yeah. Exorcist didn't freak me out like most people. Right? Yeah. Because she was just uh, such yeah. a fucking he nut. He's want to punch her in the face. Yeah. How about when she was just like going crazy, yelling at everything? Where the f- Do we have two people in the fucking garage? Why is it so loud out there? What the hell is that? I don't know. Josh, I think. I don't know. No, it's so in funny. the driveway. Who knows? Um, I have a question for you, Dave. And this is right up your alley and we'll keep it short. I have a friend 
that I was saying who lives north of the border. I can't get the fucking Wi-Fi here. You fuckers look up two good bells and scare you. God dang it. Look up two good bells. All right. When's the last time, Dave, you made a mixtape? <laughs> 1990. Right. Yeah. And what was the key? What was the go-to song on the mixtape? What song did every fucking mixtape need to have? Well, hold on. It depends who you're making it for. Did you make, make it, it for, it for a chick? Okay. For, it had to be something Chicago. Oh, shit. What? It had to be something off the Chicago 17 album. Chicago? Yeah. That's weak. Well, yeah. what, what was your what was your mixtape go-to? Uh, I made one for her the other day because we were laughing about it. And I was saying that I had two friends that when we were at KFMB, I think before we went on the air, we were telling stories about mixtapes, old days. Remember, would you do cassette to cassette? Right there. It's a freak out? Yeah, a lot. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, I don't feel good. <laughs> you going to be able to get in your car? You going to sit down in the driver's seat and put your hand behind nope. the seat and make sure no one's behind you? I hope I get strangled tonight and it's your fault. <laughs> With a piano wire. How great is that? Dude, the guy who wrote that, do you think when he's just playing that, he's just fucking crying? Yeah. It's a weirdo. That guy's got balls of steel. <laughs> he just brings it into the producer. Hey, check this out. You big bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that, that song is great. So we were, uh, I was talking to my friend Joe and I was telling her, we're talking about mixtapes, right? Because we're like the same age. She, I'm, I'm a few years older than her. And we're laughing about, remember, Dave, did you have the dual cassette? Yeah, I so did. So could you go cassette to cassette? Damn right I did. And it was the idea of trying to get just the right oh, blend. Yeah. You don't want to, you yeah. got to try to mix it. So I had friends that were driving from Arizona to, I think they were driving. Who in the hell is this, David? Dave, who is that? Oh, With the Russell that's, Wilson. That's Sierra. That's his wife. Shit. Yeah. Good Someone for said her. she used to be a guy. Now, don't ever say that again. I don't know. The story is she was born with a dick. I swear to God. What part of don't ever say that again? <laughs> um, So I was saying that I had friends that drove from Arizona yeah. to Nashville. And so we were at KFMB. And remember at KFMB... We had that huge music library, the old yeah. KFMB library plus the entire Star Library. So I could just sit in one of those studios and make mixtapes all day, and we could talk them up, and we we're laughing about it. And I said to her, do you have any mixtapes? And she sends me this picture of her holding up a cassette. And she goes, do it. Make me one. I go, fuck, I haven't made a mixtape in 22 years. When's the last time you made one? Oh, my God. It was great. It was absolutely great. How many songs do you have to put on a mixtape? I put 17 songs on there. Oh, fuck. 17. But the key was, you got to kind of, you remember this, right? You got to make sure they all blend together. Yeah. You can't have any emergency breaks in the middle, but I'm telling you, it was great. And she loved it. Didn't tell her any of the songs that were on it. Don't really necessarily know her entire musical likes. Just knew a couple of fucking songs. Yeah. Yeah, it was a huge hit. It's a good move out there, boys. Don't fucking, don't get fucking stagnant. There's one guy I'm talking to who should know who I'm fucking talking to because he's got the cutest kid on social media. Don't get fucking stagnant. Oh, Jesus. 
Make her a fucking mixtape. You'll be in like a fucking champion. He's going to kill you. Oh, I bet he'd make a pretty good one. Kid knows music. You don't think he'd be good at this game? Of course he would. Of course he would. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the Sierra thing, by the way. I don't want to hear it. Was Sierra born a man? First thing that probably said she was born with both private parts. What? That's what it said. Well, then, she's beautiful. Well, she is. You could literally tell her to go fuck yourself, and she could. What do you think of that? Could you marry a chick that had both private parts? She is. <laughs> uh, we've spent a lot of night this night talking about non-discrimination. And I am not going to be drug into a rabbit hole by you with your sophomoric humor. They look like a very happy couple. And they look like they're there tonight at the ESPYs. Beautiful couple. And I wish them nothing but success. Okay, just so you know, to clear my name on this thing, it says that there are both uh, articles, yes and no, that she was born with both the private parts. I All I know is I didn't know who she was. Oh, she, she's a singer. Yeah, until five minutes ago. She came up. All I'm telling you is they look like one of the nicest dressed couples tonight at the ESPYs, and I wish them nothing but the best. <laughs> by, by the way. By, hold on. Did you hear Dan Aykroyd on Stern? No, when was he on? It was I think it's a rerun. Was Stern yeah. a rerun this week? Yeah. It was, so Donna Donna Dixon, uh, Dixon his wife from uh, Bosom yeah. Buddies, comes out. And I'm like, oh, man, that girl was so smoking hot. Right. And then she starts talking. And you're like, oh, my God, dude. How's he married to her? Like, mm-hmm. she drives you fucking crazy. Yeah, I'll give you two fucking guesses. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. Yes. Uh, all right, before we go, two quick things. Number one, Dan Aykroyd was complete psycho, right? In the old days when he did like Bassomatic. Yeah. And the Halloween when he was the guy with the broken glass and all that shit. Like he was psychotically funny. Uh, All the best to everybody celebrating Pride Weekend out there. To all our friends that have been incredibly nice to this show over the years. Be safe. Tear it up. Celebrate your ass off. You deserve it. Especially with all the bullshit going on. Like, I just heard from across the table. And I tell you what, if anybody out there has both parts, well, fucking A. You're going to have a good day. You just doubled your chances. You're going to be dancing up a storm. But all of you, go out there and uh, and next year, I just... Dave and I want to figure out how we get the flatbed for the Pride Float 2020. Okay. Right? I think that was what you said last year. I know. Fuck. I fucked up. (laughs) Uh, but if we can put that flatbed together, and I want Maria, I want Geekster, I want Brandon, I want Bree, I want fucking Leisure. <laughs> you fucking, you, you kidding me? Of course Leisure's on there. Dude, I'd love to have Leisure on there. He's our boy. I want uh, Drunk Flannery. I want fucking Miserable Padre Fan. Of course I want Pete and Billy. And whoever else wants to come. Rose, right? Stevie Woods, yeah. Ben, Elston, any of those guys. Lisa Ann? Goddamn right. Goddamn right. You know who she knows? Who does she know? We have an event coming up. This is what I want to know. I know we've tried 10 times to get out of here. I've been told by very good sources, wink, wink, that she knows Amy Fisher. Really? Yeah. Jesus Christ. We think about bringing Amy no, Fisher. I what really, do you mean? I really don't. I really don't want you bringing Amy Fisher. You don't want to meet Amy Fisher? She shot somebody in the face. Well, <laughs> well, what? 
Maybe that's her thing. Maybe she has the ache. Maybe I'm next. I don't want to get shot in the face. Why would you want to hang out with someone that shot someone in the fucking face? Jesus. I'm pretty sure she apologized. Oh, no, really? It I didn't sound sincere at all. I saw it. I'm I remember for shooting I, in the face. I remember when Starry used to mean something. Jesus Christ. No, keep her at home. What? Dude, if you were friends with Amy Fisher, how often... Jesus Christ. How often did you tell people you're friends with Amy Fisher? A lot. <laughs> Would you say you knew her or you say you're friends with her? Ah, uh, fuck. I think I tell people I know Amy Fisher more than I know Lisa and more than I know Nicole Eggert. What do you uh, think about that? Yeah, that's crazy. That's Who's crazy. more famous out of the three? I think Lisa Ann is. Oh, I think Amy Fisher is. Famously bad. No, God, you better watch it. You know who's famous? Charles Manson's fucking famous. Hey. You better fucking watch it. Jesus or you better Christ. hope that you got a lot of hydrogen peroxide. Yes. And some big tweezers. Jesus Christ. Jeez. I'm going to invite her down. Yeah, go ahead. Knock down the door. Can you imagine? She knocks on my door. As you think it's funny as fuck? It would scare the shit out of me if I saw Amy Fisher. Are you more scared of Amy Fisher or Lorena Bobbitt? Oh, fuck. That's a good question. Lorena Bobbitt. Yeah. Lorena Bobbitt. So I don't want to get shot in the face. <laughs> That's crazy. Keep her at home. Geekster's not going to get on a goddamn float with Amy Fisher. Oh, shit. I got to take care of my girl. Okay. Can we meet Amy at the post party? Who's this guy? <laughs> no, I don't want to meet Amy Fitch at the post party. Ah, uh, fuck. All right. Well, that's it. Okay. I tried to bring another new friend down, and fucking Buzzkill Dave wrecked it. Sorry for all of us that hope Lisa would introduce us to Amy. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Maybe she can introduce you to Mandingo. You know, is that who you want to meet, you <laughs> fucking weirdo? Never heard of him. Yeah, I bet. All right, we're out of here. Uh, we're back. Uh, what night are we back? Sunday night? Sunday night, whatever Sunday you want. Sunday and Tuesday. So okay. we'll be back Sunday and Tuesday next week. Don't forget, uh, we'll see everybody at Ranta, uh, Otai Ranch Mall for the Farmer's Market. But show on Sunday, show on Tuesday. We'll see everybody then. Perfect. Good night. Bye.